Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and we are going to talk about The Return of the Living Dead, my favorite zombie movie of all time. And it's weird because I fucking love this movie, but I don't like zombie movies all that much. I give Night of the Living Dead a pass because it's like the first one to revolutionize the way zombies are. And I like, you know, the remake holds true to the first one. This one, this one introduces brains, 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 brains. And it's comedy, but I didn't know that when I first saw it. I can actually remember when I first saw this one. That doesn't happen very often with movies. Time just squishes together sometimes when it comes to when I've seen stuff. But I was in junior high and we recently moved to a new town and me and my brother were just home alone while my mom was at work and we just saw that there was a movie on hit play and as soon as the theme song kicked in and the title card kicked in i knew i was hooked forever i'm gonna do a bonus episode eventually explaining why i don't like zombies or at least zombie movies in general but i'll just say this for now there has to be something in it like a hook you know what I mean? Like, the hook for Night of the Living Dead was, it's the first one that was like that. And it showed pretty much the depressing how you just die slowly in a situation if you don't work together. Very depressing. In this one, these zombies are very difficult to kill. So much so that they're so goddamn overpowered that there's no way that you could even stop them. And it's funny. So there you go. So let's talk about some of the people in this movie. A lot of these people are in a lot of movies but I'm just going to name a few. And I don't know how to say a lot of these names, by the way. Clue Gulger? I don't... That's probably wrong. He plays Bert. He he owns the medical warehouse where about half of this movie takes place in. And the only thing I can remember from is Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the gay one, which I didn't even realize it was had gay overtones and undertones when I saw that. I just didn't like it. And then I watched it as a grown-up because you gotta have the Nightmare on Elm Street series on Blu-ray. And as an adult, it's, it's pretty good. The only thing I don't like about it is I hate when Freddy has... He doesn't have a glove and his knives just come out of his fingers. Other than that, it's great. He plays the dad of the main character, by the way. And then we got James Karen. He plays Frank. And he's in The Return of the Living Dead 2, scenario B, because a lot of the characters are the same actors with the same names. They just play different characters in a different situation. It's kind of like Resident Evil 2. But he's also in Poltergeist. He is the jackass boss that move the headstones but not the bodies and then we have tom matthews as freddy he's also in the second one and the thing that most people would know him from is he's tommy jarvis he's mostly everybody's favorite tommy jarvis in friday the 13th because you had Corey feldman when he was a kid some other guy when he was in a mental camp the one that doesn't have jason in it or pamela Voorhees, but he's in the next one where he uh it's all metal all the time 80s rock fuck yeah and then we have miguel a nunez jr he plays a guy named spider literally my favorite character in the movie he's in the same friday the 13th <laughs> the middle tommy jarvis one with no jason and he's also in kicking it old school which is not a horror movie i don't know why i like kicking it old school but sometimes jb kennedy just hits the spot that's all i gotta say about that and then we have Linnea Quigley as trash. She is in a shitload of movies. A lot of them I have not seen, so I'm just gonna point out a couple. She's in Night of the Demons, the original, where, you guessed it, she shows her boobs. She doesn't only show her boobs, she sticks a lipstick stick into her nipple and it disappears inside her boob. I say go watch it. 
not specifically for that effect, but maybe specifically for that effect. She's also in, she's also in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, as a cameo, and her cameo is just her boobs. When Freddy is defeated at the end by seeing himself, which is fucking stupid, all the souls start to reject, and she's one of the souls that pushes up against his skin, and it's just naked boobs. And that's all the characters that I recognize from anything, there's a group of friends that we're not even going to talk about later, hardly. They're in the whole movie, but we're only going to talk about a few of them because the other ones don't fucking matter. Uh, this movie has literally the best looking zombie I've ever seen, and I still think that. I will give y'all this. When I was a kid, I didn't realize he had two sets of jaws. Because when you're a kid, you don't see stupid shit like that. But as an adult, it's like, oh yeah, it's a guy in a suit. But I don't give a shit. It's one of my favorite zombie... It is my favorite zombie of all time. Uh, this movie's probably not the best movie. There's some shoddy effects and some weird freeze frames and reuses of s- shots. But who gives a shit? Because you're having fun the whole fucking time. It's an 80s movie. It's amazing. It has like three tracks on the soundtrack. Probably more, but there's two hair metal band songs. And then there's the theme. And they're all amazing. Oh, another side note. So my brother isn't a horror guy. I mean, he'll watch horror movies, but he's not. He's more of a military movie and comedy guy. And I hate military movies. Well, I don't hate them. They just bore me, so I don't watch them. There has to be something special about it. A.K.A. Like Overlord. Fucking experiments happening. Starship Troopers. Fucking space battles with giant bugs. Things like that. Or like a fantasy war is fine because it's not modern military. I can just go look at a documentary if I want to see that kind of stuff. It just doesn't entertain me, so I don't do army movies. But my brother does like this movie, and sometimes we just are hanging out at work or just doing something or randomly see something, and then we do... There's three quotes from this movie that we we say to each other. And the first one is, well, the first two are the same, except one word's different. So we'll just look at each other, or one of us will look at the other one and just go, Send more paramedics. Or, send more cops. But the one we do the most is, Brains! 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 And then we instantly know what we're talking about. And it's a good time. So I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. It's great. I think y'all should watch it. Let's just go through the movie now. Lots more stuff happens in this one than they did in the last one. So spoilers from now on. We get a black screen with some words that say the events in this movie are real. They're really real, 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 you guys. And then we get to see that it's 1984 in this movie. I was negative four years old when this movie was when this movie took place, I guess. But we are at a medical supply warehouse. And Frank is teaching Freddy the ropes of the job because Freddy's new. And they're looking through the whole place, showing them the ropes and everything. And we see some split dogs for veterinarians. And then we see a cadaver. And this whole time, Frank and Freddy are... Well, Frank is joking around. Freddy is fun. They're great characters. I like them both. Then we cut to some punks. These are Freddy's friends. All they want to do is party because they're bored. And the only ones I'm going to bring up because I can only remember their names because they got stupid fucking names. We have Tina, who is the most normal looking one out of them. And she is Freddy's boyfriend. And then we have Trash, who has pink hair and mascara lines on her face to look like vines, I guess. And she's obsessed with death. And she's the edgiest, one of the edgiest ones. Then we have Spider, who's just a cool looking dude. He's the second most normal. 
And then we have a dude in a suit that I don't care about and a chick with a blue streak in her hair that I don't care about either. So we cut back to Frank and Freddy. And Freddy's like, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen come through here? Then we get Night of the Living Dead based on real shit explanation. All that stuff was really, you guys, they just changed a little bit, so the army couldn't be held responsible. Some of that chemical made the bodies jump around and they thought people were alive. That's all. That's what happened. And that chemical is called 245-trioxin, and they packed up all the corpses and the trioxin into these tanks. So Frank's like, you want to go see the tanks? And Freddy's like, what? You're not fucking with me? So they go down in the basement, and they're like, here they are. And they open up, like, there's a viewing window. So they open a hatch to look at the viewing window. And it's just a corpse in a container. And Frank's a dumbass, and is like, these are sturdy as fuck. And he hits it with his hand, and it fucking pops a hole in the tank. (laughs) And it sprays them with gas, and the corpse starts to liquefy. And the gas goes throughout the whole warehouse. And this is where the title card, once the gas pops, this is where the title card comes up in bloody font. And we get the soundtrack, or the, the main theme, and it's amazing. So as the gas goes through the house, we see, or through the warehouse, we see the split dog starting to move. And we see some pinned butterflies start flapping their wings and it's really fucking cool i mean i don't like pin butterflies but i get it but it's really cool they just pan over and they're flapping their wings and then the dogs are still alive or they come back to life and the cadaver starts freaking out but then we go to the dickhead colonel he's in this movie twice and he's a fucking asshole to his wife and he can fuck off but he's charged with looking for these tanks so he has to have 24 hour contact in case a tank gets reported but we cut back to the punks and now they're with a guy named suicide because they needed a ride and he's the only one with a car and suicide has some interesting clothes to say the least he's got chains everywhere and don't get me wrong i appreciate chains everywhere but you don't need to have uh, a chain as big as he does attaching your lip ring to your earring never like that look because I would rip it out on something or someone would pull it out and fuck that noise. And I have a lip ring, I have gauged ears and industrials and conch piercing and all this stuff and tattoos. So I would like visually fit in with these groups. The 80s are my favorite time, by the way. I listen to 80s music all the time. Hair metal's my jam. Earlier today, when I went to go get food, I jammed out to Motley Crue, just just so you know. So then they get, I forgot to say this earlier, but they want to go hang out with Freddy because Freddy always knows a place to party. So that's why they need Suicide's car. And then they stop and wait for, they're going to wait for Freddy to get off work and they go party in a cemetery. Then we're back to the medical center. Frank and Freddy wake up and they're real fucking sick. And the body in the tank is gone. Frank's like, it probably melted when it hit the air which it looked like it did but they go upstairs and they see the split dog panting and barking and then they lock the cadaver in the freezer because it is trying to break out and they don't know what to do so they call Bert but then we cut back to the punks and it's nighttime and trash is always talking about death and how everything's a statement I hate that personality by the way it's like calm down dude just live your life not everything has to be special okay but anyway she goes on to this monologue about the worst way to die for her and that is to be surrounded by a bunch of old men and eaten to death i bet you can't guess what happens later in the movie (laughs) then she gets naked because it's linnea quigley and they hire her to get naked and we're gonna leave it up to interpretation if her being naked is one of the reasons why this is my favorite zombie movie of all time remember i was a teenager when i watched it just throwing that out there well bert makes it to the medical supply place and he is fucking pissed off (laughs) So they're trying to figure out what to do and they're like, what happened in the movie? Well, they destroyed the brain. So here's what their plan is. They get a pickaxe and Frank has the pickaxe. 
Freddy's going to open the door and Bert just hangs out in the background for a while. So they undo the latch or undo the, the lock and open the door and the damn corpse beeline straight for Bert. And they get into a scuffle, but they finally pin him down and they pickaxe his brain. Now, if this was Night of the Living Dead, that would be one dead zombie. But since this is a fucking overpowered, holy shit, how does anybody survive zombie apocalypse? It didn't do anything. It's still moving around and making noises. So they freak out and then they chop his head off with a saw. And that doesn't work because the head is still trying to bite the ground and the body gets up and fucking destroys the medical center and they have to like wrangle it and tie it up and then they don't know what to do so Bert's like hey my buddy Ernie is over at the mortuary and he has a crematorium so they cut up the body and put it in bags and then we go to the punks and it's basically just to show off more naked Linnea Quigley and they see Freddy going to the mortuary but now we're at the mortuary and Ernie is embalming a guy or in the process of embalming a guy, but he has headphones on, and he's quick draw McGraw with his gun. I don't know what kind of gun it is. But then we get a little bit of a lesson on rigor mortis, and how you can work the rigor mortis out, and it's whatever. I'm not giving you a science lesson on rigor mortis. Go watch the movie. So Bert is like, hey, they're rabid weasels. I swear they're not a body. Can we burn them in your crematorium? And Ernie's like, uh, no, just send them back. And he's like, Bert's like, man, I can't do that. You just got to trust me on this. And Ernie's like, why don't I put him down first? Then we'll burn him. And Bert's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. So they make him swear to keep a secret. And then they open up one of the bags and it's an arm moving around. And it grabs onto Ernie's leg and rips his pant leg. And then we cut to Tina. And Tina goes to the medical supply place to meet up with Freddy because it's like 10 and he's about to be off work. And that's the only part of the scene that matters. Back to the mortuary. Ernie's like, all right, you owe me a big favor, but let's do this shit. So they burn the bodies and the dog and they even burn up the ashes. He turns up the crematorium all the way. The problem is the trioxin goes up into the atmosphere and it starts to rain because of it and the rain burns all of the punks are being burned by the rain so they run to the car but they can't get it to start and then they rip a hole in the the roof because it's a convertible lets more water in but we see that the rain soaks down to the corpses in the cemetery and frank and freddy are in real bad shape about now they're all pale and gross and want to throw up all the time it's not good so they call an ambulance to come get them then we're back to tina and she follows the path of destruction downstairs and when she gets downstairs she meets the best fucking zombie in the world and his name is Tarman. and she tries to go up the stairs as it wants her brains and vocalizes that and she falls through the stairs and then she hides in like a, a steel cupboard or cabinet or whatever but then the punks are like fuck this and they go to the medical place too but Tarman's a smart motherfucker because he uses some chains to wrap around the door handle and a crank to rip the door open to get to Tina. And uh, the punks go downstairs and pull aside a curtain and jump scare or head bite. Suicide's dead. Gets his brain eaten good. But another line that's pretty great. They fucking throw a paint can at the Tarman just to get him to stop eating their friend. And he just turns around and looks at him and goes, more brains. And then starts going up the stairs. And he's all wibbly wobbly because his like bones aren't connected properly. They got an actor in the suit instead of a stunt guy. So some acting could happen. So they go upstairs and they fucking nail the door shut. And they're like, fuck this place. Back to the mortuary. 
The ambulance come up, and we figure out that Frank and Freddy have no pulse, they're at room temperature, and they have no blood pressure. And the ambulance guys are kind of confused about that. So then the punks are running towards the mortuary, and they get stuck in the cemetery because of all the water. It, like, torrential downpoured, so now it's a fucking lake. And this is another great part of the movie that makes no fucking sense at all. A skeleton rises from the grave. Now, he's got some connective tissue and eyeballs and you can totally see that he's a puppet but we're gonna act like we didn't see that think cover of evil dead 2 skeleton with eyeballs it opens its mouth as it's like it's good like it's singing the theme or the song that comes on and all you hear is do you want a party because it's party time and then all the corpses raised in the cemetery and this is where everybody gets split up and trash freaks out because she's the most metal but she freaks out when real stuff happens i love people (laughs) guess what she gets eaten by a bunch of old men back to the mortuary paramedics super confused but then there's a knock at the door and it's spider tina and a guy forgot to bring up and we're just gonna call him mohawk because the only thing he does is bitch and complain threaten somebody with a switchblade and then i'll tell you what happens later So Ernie lets him in, finally. And the other two, which is Blue Strike and Suit Guy, they go back to the medical supply place. Because they don't know where Ernie wants to go. And they go to call for help, but a zombie jumps through the window, so they lock that door. Back to the mortuary. The medics go for help, and they get fucking eaten. Ernie goes for the ambulance or one of their cars, and this is probably going to be offensive. But as a child, uh, me and my brother thought it was pretty funny. So I'm just going to say it now, and you can judge me if you want. So a one-armed midget zombie, or however you want to say that word, is eating the medic. And Quick Draw McGraw shoots him a couple times, and he hits the ground. And the reason it's funny is because this zombie chases him to the door. And do you want to know what's not intimidating at all or scary? A little person waddle running towards you trying to eat you. As a kid, it just looked funny, and that's why we laughed. As an adult, it's just funny because it's like he's. If that was a if that was a normal sized person zombie, that would be scary and intimidating. But since he's so little and can't run very fast, it's kind of funny. So now they start boarding up the mortuary, and one of the zombies hears the paramedic radio go off, and he says, "Send more paramedics." But now we we see that rigor mortis is setting in on Frank and Freddy. And that's one of the reasons why they're in so much pain. Immense, a lot of pain. Lots of screaming in this movie and moaning of pain. That's why they make the noises that they do. Because of all the pain. The new medics come up and they get eaten. Then, the zombies try to break in again. And when they go try to stop that, Mohawk gets eaten by the meme I posted. And she's a decrepit old thing. They hook her, and they hook her, with uh, a long hook so they can move her without getting bit or anything, and tie her down. And they need to ask her some questions, because Ernie wants to examine it. And since it can talk to you, this is where we get to learn about the zombies. He asks, why do you eat people? Not people, brains. Why do you eat brains? It makes the pain go away. What pain? The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. And there's the meme. And I'm going to put this in the notes. I put this in the notes now, but she says it later. But she's the one that does the brain, brains, 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 brains thing. It happens pretty quickly, but a lot of shit happens when she does that. I just, it's fun. Trash comes back to life and she's got a fucked up face for some reason. No bite marks though. Weird. Uh, She eats a homeless guy. Uh, The rain washed all the mud off of her naked body. So now she's pale, gross looking. Her face is gross looking. They're like, well, she's a naked body. Can't make the body gross so they want to contain frank and freddy because they don't oh i skipped a part the cops 
send units to the mortuary because the ambulance haven't checked in. Then they talk about containing Frank and Freddy in the chapel because they don't know what to do and they don't want to deal with them if they turn. And Tina bumps on that, but Spider's like, dude, it's a great idea. You should do that. Uh, Tina stays with Freddy because when you're in love, you do stupid shit. Cops also, all the, the cops that come up also get eaten. And that's when one of the zombies is like, send more cops. Uh, Freddy turns and he knows how to make the pain go away. And that's with brains. Tina fights him off for a little bit until they, the rest of the group comes in and saves him. And they, they have found some nitric acid, which is some strong shit. But it's only a little bit. And Ernie gets his ankle hit with a sledgehammer or door. Can't remember. But as they knock Freddy down, they think he's... He's passed out at least, but he comes up again, and they splash the nitric acid in his eye, blinds him. But then Freddy breaks out of the chapel. This is where Brains happens. Brains, Brains, Brains. Ernie has a broken foot, so he can't go anywhere. Bert and Spider go for one of the cop cars that's still running. Unfortunately, when they get to the cop car, they drive up to get Ernie and Tina, but they get overrun and they have to leave. And it's funny, because the adults are like, yeah, I had to, and Ernie's like, he had to, and both of the kids are like, asshole, pussy. It's like, even as a kid, I was like, yeah, they're right. Not the kids. The adults are right. They're gonna send help. Don't worry. Just barricade yourself in. They'll try to figure something out. But basically, this section of the town is overrun with zombies. So they drive to the medical supply place because they know there's a phone there and they want to call the cops. Freddy's on a blind rampage through the mortuary and Frank is like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go to the crematory and burn myself to death. A, I'm glad that he was like, yeah, I don't want to eat people. So I'm going to take myself out. But B, it's unfortunate that he doesn't know that burning the body caused the whole fucking problem in the first place. So he makes it worse. Ernie and Tina go up into the attic. Then they need to get into the basement at the medical supply place but they have to come up with a plan to deal with Tarman in the basement. We cut to the attic and Freddy is pleading with uh, Tina to let him eat her brain. I can smell your brains. And Ernie's thinking of uh, ending it. He's definitely going to shoot her first in the back of the head so she doesn't know about it and then shoot himself. But before any of that gets to happen we go back to the medical center and they baseball swing Tarman's head right the fuck off. And they call the cops and while they're on the phone with the cops all the cops get eaten then they call the number stenciled on the side of the tank and the colonel is like let's nuke this fucking site from orbit just to be sure the problem with that is the rain comes and it reports burning and then it all starts over again and that's the end of the movie once again i don't know if i have much more to add to the end of this one it's just the 80s aesthetic is my favorite aesthetic the music is my kind of music the punks are my kind of thing visually like i'm not a punk in real life but i like the look i'm like almost a poser something like that whatever i went through the pain of all the tattoos i have and the piercings get over it anyway to recap, so I recommend that anybody go watch this movie. I believe you can rent it on Prime right now, but I just own it. I need to get it on Blu-ray. Eventually, we're going to do the second one and the third one because the second one's fucking stupid, but it has some of the same characters. And Tom Matthews is awesome, and so is uh, James Karen as Frank, plus... Tom gets some funny lines in the second one, and it has the girl from Weird Science, the redhead, as his girlfriend in this one instead of uh, Tina. And there's a fun interaction when uh, when some stuff happens. And so there's a little bit of fun, a little bit, and it's way more dumb than this one, so it's not as good. And then the third one takes the comedy out for the most part, and it's like super serious. It's It's wacky, don't get me wrong, but it's not as funny. They're not nearly as good as the first one. 
And then I'm not going to cover uh, the rest of them anytime soon. There's like fucking seven of them or some shit. Probably more. And they just get fucking worse and worse and worse. Less money gets given to them to make them. Less work ethic goes into it. And they fucking suck. But next week is the new year. So I haven't been doing... Well, I've started out this podcast watching movies I don't know to get my like first reaction to them so i can say if they're worth doing and we haven't done that in a while i've done a whole bunch of movies i've seen so we're gonna get back to uh, our roots here and we're going to watch a movie called the nest and i was just scrolling through trying to find a movie to watch and i saw the nest and the the picture on prime didn't give me enough information and so i watched the, the uh, trailer for it and uh, it doesn't look great but it does have a bug in it the main bug and the only reason that i care so much about watching this one to see how bad it is is it's a vinegaroon i will explain what a vinegaroon is next week but the reason i like it is when they're not doing something ridiculous like jumping across the room onto somebody's face or anything like that when it's a creepy scene where somebody's sleeping and the bugs creeping up on them they use a real vinegaroon and i it's amazing I love that. It's like in Arachnophobia. The big badass tarantula at the end is a Goliath bird eater tarantula, which is the biggest tarantula that exists at this point that we know of. And they bulked him up with some uh, prosthetics. And I think it's amazing when you use a... Oh, and all the little spiders? Those are real spiderlings that they use. And they didn't crush any of them either. There's like whole thing. I'm not killing these spiders, but using them. So I love when they use real bugs in movies when it's possible. Obviously in Mimic, not possible. But there's plenty of real bugs in Mimic, just not the ones that are going to hurt you. So we're going to watch, I'm going to watch that one. I'll tell you guys all about it because I haven't watched it yet. And I hope you had a good holiday season and I will talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye.